Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Hi, Libertarian in Washington here. Just want to welcome everybody to um, this open candidate forum for the uh, state Senate elections. Um, here with uh, my friend. Well, I mean, he's not really my friend, but I tell people that he's my friend just to make him feel nice. Um, yeah, and well, I'll, I was about to say, you know, what it means to friends. <laughs> well, there he is. Pepe Dracon of Evolve, who is also running for the Senate and who is also hosting um, this open candidate forum. Thank um, you. It's an honor to be here. Is it? Is it really? No. Okay. <laughs> well, we got... See, this is the part where we're supposed to be serious, so this, is, this isn't who cares yet, which is going <laughs> to take place after the show. <laughs> That's probably always fun. Oh, well, yeah, you thought wrong. That's that's your first problem already. That's one strike against Pepe. That's wrong? Okay. All right. And um, while we're at it, we might as well get all the ads out of the way. I'm still kind of waiting for to see if anybody else is going to call in or uh, come on to the candidate forum. Um, I'd like to thank uh, the Otaku Party, uh, Lewis and Daniel of North Republic Industries, and uh, again, Always a special thanks to the beautiful and forever controversial Ontario for sponsoring Liberty Radio and News. May she forever be etched into the history of our company. And also, we have um, another ad, which is probably my favorite of them all. Um, Join the South is the furthest state away from Canada, or some shit like that. Um, that that's in the ad. That's in the ad. And uh, you, do you have any uh, ads you want to get out of the way right away, then? Um, well, I want to give thanks to Lewis and Daniel and North Republic Industries for also giving me money. Um, as for, you know, every penny counts. Also, MWF 4 games this coming Saturday, it will be, it's already been announced, even though no one knows, it's Team ISIS against Team Pass. We'll have be able to reign supreme against ISIS, ISO, whatever they want to call themselves. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be a good show. I, I I'd love I love to see uh, some controversy going on there. I am in my bunker already. I am waiting for an attack on my house at any time. So what you're saying is you're Islamophobic as well? Yes. Okay, that's strike two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I mean, we might as well get into it now. If anybody else wants to call in, they can call in. Um, so I, I guess the first thing we can address probably is, is the chancellor because um, I think that's a big theme in this whole election. You've kind of hinted at a possibility of running for the chancellor position in the future. Um, I'm running against the current chancellor. Uh, mainly just there, there's a lot of reasons, and we can get into them this whole time. What are, what are your thoughts on the chancellor position right now? Um, essentially, the best way I can say it is Right now, we have an executive 
who is not acting like an executive, who is not acting like a leader, who is essentially a big boy, acts like a big boy, but in reality just is not a big boy. It's someone who pretends to be a leader when he's not. At the end of the day, what this reason needs is someone who will lead the reason, not someone who is just sitting in the position until someone else takes it over. Yeah, I, I would agree with you because and that's that's my main reason for jumping into this election. Um I, I've just had so many frustrations with the the, uh, the current administration. I didn't support uh the Regionia for Chancellor. Um but I did attempt to try to um kind of find some sort of compromise with the things that were being proposed and along with uh other senators such as um Senator Zachary um Chitan, the ideas were shot down. They weren't even addressed actually at budget time at all by the chancellor. And, and every time a concern was brought up, it was almost as if there, there was no option to compromise. You bring up the banks, and I've had talks with them about the bank, and again, no compromise, no real uh, direction with it, just kind of like a trust me attitude. Um, and just the disrespect that a lot of people have gotten. Um, for instance, in the South, uh, the governor RNS. There, there was, there's not a lot of respect. We were promised a lot of things, and one of those things was that he was going to put his previous uh, feuds behind him. We were going to work towards a better future. Um, all the colorful sort of commentary that we always seem to get from him. And we've seen none of it. We've seen somebody who, if they don't get their way, they insult, they get angry, um, they talk down to people. We've seen it again with, with the currency. Um, and then when it comes election time, doesn't even want to spend time on proposing a platform to the people. And the only reason we get any sort of speech from him is because so many people uh, kept calling for that. So many people kept on saying, hey, look, wh where's your platform? Why don't you have one? And he just threw out some speech that really didn't have anything in it. I mean, that, I think that that is the frustration that most people have with leadership is this I, I, it's, it's ego, it's not willingness to lead on a lot of things. And then when being forced into a corner, then he does something. Again, I'll point at the currency. He wanted to keep his own currency until enough people continuously said, nah, we don't want the monopoly money, we want something different. Well, just to add to that, you talked about the currency thing. First person post office was the government himself. The guy who Riona lost to, or current chancellor they lost to. And the first thing that came out of the chancellor's mouth was essentially profanity. One of his first comments towards the governor. No attempt to compromise whatsoever. And that's a disgrace, not only a disgrace to the region, not only a disgrace to the position, but that's a disgrace to each and every one of you. It's a disgrace to me, to you, LW. It's a disgrace to everyone. As senator from New England, I know you, for you the same as senator from the South, at least I pledge not to allow that type of disgrace to essentially, so people can make fun of the position, because that's essentially what the chancellor's office has become, almost foolish, if you will. 
graceful manner that it has been run by the current administration. And, I, and it's just, again, it's it's a lot of frustration. I don't think that the, the current chancellor is is understanding that or even hearing it. The, the people have spoken um, through polls and through many other outlets that they want to see some sort of change, that they're sick and tired of not being listened to. Every time the chancellor asks the people where they stand on an issue and he, he proposes a poll, he ignores it. He point blank ignores what the people want. Um, and, and, and another example of that would be uh, I, I was asked within my Senate campaign what would happen with my current Senate position uh, if if I was elected to the Southern Senate seat. Um, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's it's going to be up to the people who, who replaces me. And I, I'm just trying to make it an easier process without having some lengthy election. Anybody who wants to run for the uh, the federal Senate seat for the rest of my term uh, can openly state so, and I'll, I'll create a topic for it if I'm elected. And um, they'll be given time to announce why they should run, uh, give a little bit of a small platform, and then we'll open a 24-hour poll, and we'll I'll pretty I'll appoint whoever has the most votes after that 24 hours. Uh, that didn't sit well with the current chancellor because the current chancellor wanted me to hand the position to him instead of giving the people a voice once again. And he was frustrated with that, that I wouldn't give uh, the Senate seat that I'm giving up to my opponent. Um, another thing that was brought up was I'm prohibiting new people from running for the position. And I'm not really sure who he's implying I'm prohibiting from running for the position because I'm not a new member. He's not a new member. Imperium isn't a new member, and the only reason Imperium ran was to see some sort of uh, competition against Rejunion in the first place. If we want to talk about prohibiting new people from getting involved, we had an election last uh, time for the federal seats where the chancellor ran, even though he was the senator of the South already, uh, did the same thing that I'm doing for different reasons, uh, because he wanted an extra month to be chancellor and be guaranteed that time. And he prohibited new members from getting involved and getting that position uh, in a way. He wasn't elected to that position, but um, if he would have been elected to that position, that would have kept out all those new members that ran, which was probably, I would say, the highest number of members that have run in an election. It's just hypocrisy the whole time. It is, and as someone who has ran, you know, past, no past before, and someone who has had to you know, run a cabinet before, I believe you have as well, to an extent. Essentially, when you are chancellor, your job is to give chances to people, new people. That's something that we haven't seen from the chancellor as well. When I went to office in February of last year, of this year, sorry, my cabinet was essentially CLAM, and at first the stadium, and then RNS. So the and RNS had only been in the region for less than a month. There were new members with no experience. And what we did was we gave them experience because we allowed an experienced member like Sealand to train them, but we also gave someone a chance. Mm-hmm. But this chancellor has not allowed his chances for new members to rise and you hit it right on the head. When you have hypocrisy, when you have this chancellor who did the same exact thing but in reverse, Last time is calling 
his opponent out when it just doesn't help him. As chancellor, your job is not supposed to be to serve your own interest. Your job is to support the interest of each and every single person that uses this forum that joins this nation on nation state page and active or inactive, either or, we're all members of the past. The key word here is ally. What this chancellor has not allowed is for that ally. Well, and, and and to an extent, I, I there he has um, brought people together in in a way that uh, they're not supporting um, what's what the current direction of the region is. I think that's the only way that we've been united is that people are so frustrated with the ideas that are being proposed and a lack of leadership that people are actually coming together now and saying, "All right, this this isn't what we are promised." Um, it's it's. Just the negativity of of anybody that stands in his way, and he tries to make it seem as if he wasn't given a chance. At every corner, it's blame, blame, blame. It's not no responsibility is being taken at all. Um, his he's now blaming the Senate for not um, getting his ideas across. The, he and I'll remind you, he is actually in the Senate, obviously. Um, so he could be doing anything he wants to get. Uh, his ideas proposed to the Senate. He can fight for his ideas. He can fight for his platform. Uh, he didn't do that. And uh, one example of that, again, will be the Civil Rights Act, which um, we were proposed uh, in the first South Senate election. And we we never saw it the whole entire time and that he was a senator. And then he decided to run for chancellor, and we still really weren't seeing that. Uh, it wasn't until that I was elected to the Senate on the federal level that I actually went to Reunion and said, hey, this, the civil rights idea that you had for the Civil Rights Act was a good idea. Why have we not seen that? Um, would you like to work with me on proposing that? And pretty much I wrote the whole entire piece of legislation with maybe one or two suggestions after the fact that I'd done the work. Um, and, and I had to end up proposing it. We That's not a leader. That That's not somebody who's... Um, going to be taking the region a certain way, you don't, as a leader, you're not supposed to just sit there and wait on everyone else to do your job and, and, and pull through the things that you promised to the people during election time to get elected. That, that's not the things that should be done. And you, again, you brought up the uh, you brought up the appointments and, and the current administration, and the cabinet, and I did see that in your um, in your debates uh, with the uh, Speaker Hunteria that you brought up that the cabinet is actually the only thing that's keeping the executive branch going, really. And I think, in a way, it's kind of funny because there are members on that cabinet who weren't even asked if they wanted to be on the cabinet. They weren't even told that they were going to be appointed to the cabinet. And the only reason they found out is because they're active members and they pay attention to what's going on. And they saw that they were being uh, voted on for approval to be in certain positions within the cabinet in the Senate without even knowing or without even being asked in the first place. What kind of leadership is that? What are, what, and, and I didn't even know this while it was going on in the Senate initially when I was voting uh, to approve people for certain positions um, and talk about people in certain positions being a part of the discussion. Why weren't these people ever asked in the first place whether they want the position or not? It's, I, I don't, I'm not really understanding where this chancellor is taking us. 
and YouTube is shameful. This I, I don't want to see us to be, you know, hate on Arizona, hate on Arizona. However, the hate is warranted to an extent because essentially we are in the same mess that we were two months ago when Arizona, who was a key advocate for the removal of Chancellor Obito, and we talked about the same issues, except this time it's worse when it comes to mismanagement. And as senator, and I know you're do the same, we must have people who are mature and will actually get the job done and compromise. Because, again, we're allies. We are not a divided states. We are allied states. And the key thing that is we have to start thinking about the future. Uh, and, and just to touch on that, too, because I, I agree with everything you just said there as well. Um, it, it's, I'll get it clear through this election. It's not that um, this is just an idea to, oh, let's, let's just take Regionia down just for the sake of taking Regionia down. Um, it's because of the, the lack of leadership that we've seen and because of the attitude we've gotten. I can name off a bunch of things that I think um, Regionia has done that I like the idea of them. I like the idea of the, um, the state visits where the chancellor was going to each state and, and giving a so, sort of a, a stump speech. I thought that it was a pretty neat idea. It was just mismanaged again because when the chancellor was going to the states, once again, there was no communication with, with the counties. There was no communication with the leaders of the state. It was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to show up here, I'm going to show up here, I'm going to show up here. There was no planning. There wasn't even letting people know that he was going to be showing up in their county to have the speech. There, there could have been some sort of co coordination. I think that's where the chancellor kind of missed out on that, is if you're going to have state visits, um, they, you need to do more than just the stump speech. There needs to be some sort of coordination and working with people to get to kind of move the region forward. Uh, not to interrupt you, but just no, that if, if you're going to do state visits, there's got to be a purpose other than just propaganda. And there, there wasn't really anything that was revealed. It, it, they were normal speeches, which I, again, I thought the idea of it was was pretty cool. I just think it was mismanaged. I just think that it's it just shows what this whole entire administration has been so far. It's the only reason I'm running for the Senate position is because we've had talks in within the Senate about a, a no confidence vote, which in the Senate I did speak out against because of this exact reason. I feel that because we have an election here, it didn't make sense before the election to vote on a no confidence for no reason. That gave the chancellor an extra two weeks after the fact that he knew that there were senators that wanted um, to voice a no-confidence vote against him. That gave him two weeks to step up to the plate and do something about it. Again, I stood up for the chancellor in saying that I didn't want to see a no-confidence vote at the time. Um, that was kind of my way of saying, all right, you know, do something. Let's see what you can do. It wasn't done. Um, so when it comes election time, I feel that this is time now for the people to voice whether or not they want Regionia to remain as chancellor. Um, if, if he's elected to the chancellor position, or I'm sorry, the Senate position here in the South once again, then he's going to remain chancellor. 
it, it shows that the people uh, have voiced their support for him. But this this is just a chance for the people to just have a choice and decide whether they want to continue going down this path or whether the people of the South want to rise up and uh, be the voice for change for the reason or region, I should say. It's essentially a golden opportunity to voice your opinion. That's why, you know, what you think is sometimes people don't vote. Mm-hmm. I encourage you, make your voice be heard and vote. And vote for a candidate who will not bring disgrace to that position. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to switch topics yet, but um, I want to, you talked about the same basic thing. That was part of role play. Mm-hmm. And I guess to tie it a little bit in, you know, role play, you know, has been somewhat going under this administration, but not so much. This is a state in a sense. So I just want to hear your opinion on the evolution of our political role play. Uh, it's, I, I think that the role play within the region has, is, it's kind of, for me, it's been moving along kind of slowly um, just because uh, it's another thing that I want to see more on the federal level, which I'm going to start getting more into as well, is uh, uh, senators working towards proposing more role play legislation. And um, even in the in the states themselves, I think there's an opportunity, uh, which we've been missing, to kind of um, work with each other and, and come up with new ideas and new ways to compromise on a lot of things and kind of spark some sort of debate. Um, one example is, I, I, you know, again, I like to reach you this idea of visiting the states. Um, I've been talking with Potamia to possibly um, visit the, the West. And in, in, in doing that, we can talk about more issues on how to expand on role play. We can, you know, have some sort of back and forth between the states more than what we've had. We did have a war, um, but since that war, there hasn't really been too much, I don't think, that's been going on between at least the South and other states. Um, and hopefully we can just see a little bit more of that. And it, I think that uh, there's just, there's just a lot of progress and a lot of ways to go into the role play now. Well, we need leadership to get there, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well, what again? Background from past. What made past so great? For a short time, I mean, it was only a year, a little bit over a year, the task was in existence. But what made it so great for the point to where precincts want to merge both seasons, and what made past, you know, something that probably weren't merging, part of that was because of that political role play. And when that political role play did, it allowed for just a boost in activity, and allowed that boost not only in states, but also in federal government. And I think a key thing is we have to take advantage of that because guess what? Eventually, we're going to run out of stuff in the Senate. So it's going to be so important that we use this to our advantage in this political role play for as long as we can. That's going to be mm-hmm. a key thing in the city of the United States. And that's something that the current administration has been lacking. I applaud three states currently in New England. He's been able to do a lot of that in New England. He has to do, especially at the federal level. 
because we now continue in inserting these political role playing into the federal government, that federal government is going to become very irrelevant in a very quick period of time. So as Senator, I really want to get us, you know, get into these debates, be it abortion, gay rights, all that sort of stuff. It's controversial, but it's something to get activity. And that's a good controversy. You know, everyone hating Rajona is not a good controversy. Everyone, you know, having these debates over these controversial topics that are not agreed upon by all our members in this region added something that we need to you. Yeah, and, I, and uh, like I said, we're moving along slowly. Um, we had the Civil Rights Act, and now we're, uh, Senator C.D. Land actually proposed the Anti-Slavery Act, which is, uh, it's it's nice to see that somebody else is kind of getting into it as well. So hopefully, like you said, with, with the new Senate, um, possibly with new members uh, such as, like, uh, Tristantia from the West as well, uh, maybe... Who I'll point out actually has been great in role play. Um, there were a lot of discussions within the South where uh, him and I were able to either debate on something or work together on something, agree on things. I, I think that he can add to a lot of the role play um, discussions as well. But with with more people getting in and more discussion, I think now is the time more than ever to to capitalize on it. It was kind of started. We lost a little bit of momentum, but um, I think that now is the perfect time to start picking it up. Um, I, I think another thing that was kind of discussed with you was the speaker position. Um, what do you think, who do you think I should say, if Senator, if you defeat Senator Hunteria, the current speaker, who do you think should be elected to the speaker position? Well, I, I think the big question of that is who wants to be speaker? Um, mm-hmm. if we ha- I would so love to get new blood into that office. You know, being a Zachary, someone who's never been in that office or hasn't been in a long time, someone, you know, like a Picardia, mm-hmm. like a community oh, opinion, but like a Shisania. So people mm-hmm. like this who haven't been in that office for a good period of time, I would love to have them in the speaker position. If they don't want it, let's say those people I just mean don't want it at all. Let's say, you know, I have to pick between losing Daniel and Seagland. Personally, I would love to have Seagland. Seagland did a phenomenal job. And Seagland, unlike, <laughs> unlike the example that has to be given to us by most of the chancellors, what he did at Speaker is give a model for everyone to follow. And I would love to have him back. I would love to give that opportunity to Lewis and Daniel also. Someone who mm-hmm. has shown the activity and has done a phenomenal job in that tier department. So whoever wants that position should get it. I would personally want new blood, but I would still love to have a feeling or a Lewis and Daniel in that position. And I agree. I think that uh, Senator C.D. Lane actually he did a wonderful job as senator. I think he did uh, a pretty good job at managing the chancellery position while he was holding it. Uh, it was, he kind of took it on um, after a lot of controversy, obviously. So I think he did pretty well with the position. Um, and like you said, it'd, it'd be nice to see somebody new. If you're um, elected to the Senate and say the current Speaker Ontario is, and um, 
I think there's there's three pretty good options right there. There's uh, yourself. I think you'd be a pretty good speaker, and you've shown that you're active uh, and, and you understand the Senate pretty well. So I think that that would be a, a great pick. Um, Senator Zachary, who I, truthfully I'd, I'd still like to see what Senator Zachary can do with the, with the chancellor position uh, because I, I still do think that he has tons of pretty good ideas. He's continuously had a level head. Um, I, I think that he should be given a chance to lead there, but if he doesn't get that position, I think he'd be a pretty good speaker as well. And uh, Lewis and Daniel, who has been a longtime member of the region, everyone knows he understands the Senate. Uh, everyone, everyone knows he's active. Uh, and competent, so I think that he would do a great job with, with that position as well. Um, I, I think that with the current uh, speaker, things have went along pretty smoothly, um, but there's always things to improve on. I think that some things can move a little bit more quickly, which, I mean, we we always hear that things can go quickly here, things can go quickly there. But I, I I don't see anything that was extremely controversial that Ontario has done, and she's shown that she can be a leader within the Senate. She's been active with talking to me and I'm sure many other senators about the issues and trying to keep people on top of voting uh, certain ways on things. So I have no complaints with her either. She uh, ran again for the speaker's uh, position either. Um. What, what, is there any, what, what should we talk about next year? We pretty much went over the chancery, went over the speaker role play. Uh, well, economy, I guess. Because <laughs> 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 well, the economy, and joke aside, the economy has been something that we have asked a reason, essentially, just dance around this entire time. And we never directly attack the true issue with our economy and that's what's well, two issues. It, there's no need in our economy and that's the primary one but also we have overinflation because of a currency that has no value because we haven't started our currency. Mm-hmm. This has got to be the most frustrating topic I think we address every single time because I don't think there's anything in this region that actually frustrates me more than this, uh, the economy, because every election we end up talking about it. Um, you and I have had many discussions on it between radio shows and, and things like that. And it's it's really simple. You got these the people that run for the Senate positions who talk economy, 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 oh here's an idea for the economy, here's an idea for the economy. And there aren't really many people who even follow through and get directly involved with the economy. And I think that's what frustrates me the most because we have three, uh, what I would consider the three biggest uh, businesses within the region would be Evolve, Liberty Radio, and uh, Northern Republic Industries. So it's Lewis and Daniel, you and myself um, are the three big people. Um, Chancellor Regioni had, had his um, media company, which uh, <laughs> yeah, which we all joke is is this constant. It's pretty much a press conference for Regionia every time, but that it still is a business that has been active and that's been at least trying to add something to to the economy um, in some sort of way. But 
we don't see a lot of people crossing over. You have Lewis and Daniel, Pepe Dracon, and myself, us three working together, bouncing off of each other's companies, supporting each other. Um, and it's, it, it just frustrates me because we have so many members that keep talking about this, and they could add something to the economy, and then and, and they'd have support, and it'd be a way to make money. We don't even have really people kind of working for each other too much anymore. Um, the only really big newspaper we've had, because I, I haven't had as much time to do Liberty News anymore, um, is, is Lewis and Daniels, The Messenger. So I guess that's an idea for somebody to kind of address in the economy. Uh, but I think the only way at this point anything is going to happen with the economy is, like you said, you, you give money a meaning, which we've been talking about for a long time, and we we don't see it. And just more people getting involved. And there's a lot of support within the economy from other business owners. So I, 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 Go ahead. And to add to that, this is not, uh, you hit on it, this is not a new issue. I went back in August of last year, and that was the issue that in that election that was talked about. That was what, 12, 14, 15 months ago? We're still mm-hmm. talking about that issue. Why? Because we haven't resolved it. And there's only, you know, in past, I keep saying, well, in past, in past, well, the thing about past was, it was competition. That's something we don't have here. That's something I really want to encourage through subsidies, through helping out smaller businesses so they can grow and be competitive against a messenger, you know, against the MWF program, against the Liberty Radio. And who cares? This is what we all say about Liberty Radio. But... <laughs> it's the same thing. Nobody cares. <laughs> one's recorded, one's not. <laughs> at, at this point. Essentially, the key, and ultimately, what will keep our economy after we deal with the need and the currency issue is just competition. That's something we have to also reference. It's all about investing in the future. Because in the end of the day, I'm not going to be on this one for We have what our range of ages is from 13 to about 30, approximately. Mm-hmm. Eventually, a lot of those open numbers will go away. The feeling will go away. TNR will go away. Or if you people like Opie who are on that risk, essentially, of staying or going away, people will eventually go away. And a key thing for our survival as a region is investing in these businesses and also investing in recruitment, but essentially just investing in a future in which this region can sustain once people start leaving. That's a sad fact of reason, but people will eventually leave. Yeah, and I, I, the other thing that I think needs to be capitalized on is uh, the political parties a little bit more. Um, we've had a little bit more of a role of political parties lately, but I think that the political parties could add so much to the economy because, and I always go back to it because I'm, I'm an old fart of the Tar region. Um, 2012, when I entered the region, we had political parties that were just powerhouses, and when it came election time, there were so many people fueling um, the market and the economy as a whole. Not only did you have you, you had um, ads for Senate campaigns, you had ads for political parties. This was actually a time where you had to pay to get an interview. 
you, you had to go to the newspaper company and say, all right, can I have an interview uh, that's promoting my campaign? And you actually had to pay the newspaper or the radio show to get an interview and promote your campaign that way just to get just more of your message out there. There was a time where the political parties actually spent the money that they had in their purse. Now we really don't see too much of that. We also had political parties that were constantly demanding logos. Um, and, and we've kind of had a lot of people come out for the seals. And when it come, came to the currency, we had a lot of people come out. Um, I'd like to see that more in the economy again. I think there's still ways. And I think that, that uh, as the chancellor and, and even the Senate as a whole, I think we need to find ways to take the people that got uh, excited enough for the currency ideas to maybe kind of cross over and do some campaign ads and things like that for people and make some sort of money. We had a lot of coordination between a lot of different things in the past, um, and hopefully we can see that again. I think that's one thing. I'll kind of throw this in there because I am running for the chancellor of the uh, Otaku Party. I think that's one thing that I would want to see happen more with the political parties is, again, get more involved in the economy. And, and not only that, but the political parties now can have a role with the uh, the political role play, too. I think there needs to be a little bit more of that. Exactly, and that's what that political role play is, um, my view is supposed to be, is mm -hmm. to give that springboard to these political parties to grow and then eventually start to these administrative issues. But if we can get relevance back to these political parties, wow, how great would that be? Not to the point where, you know, we hate each other, but to the point where there's competition. And you can do it by just simply, you know, having this role play, which can really help that issue. And eventually, we can add more features to our reason that gives us a reason for these political parties. Competition, of course, as well. You know, this, mm -hmm. this recruitment competition, that can also be applied to families, something that has gotten involved in, or to also to political parties. You can do that as well. I think ultimately the best words in guest three, who's I think losing the end, uh, just said this on the chat, and that's something I also said back in May of this past year was, our key issue is apathy. There's an apathy mm -hmm. to the economy and also to political parties. We need to start resolving that by making those two sectors active and exciting. So that will be a big boost to our activity because we can't just sit here and pretend that, you know, this is as bad as it's going to get. No, we've got to try and get it so activity will be even better. That should be our goal. Yeah, and I think that post-merger, um, you know, there were a lot of questions as to whether the region would continue on, and there were a lot of skeptics that were coming out saying that things wouldn't work and there would constantly be a divide. And truthfully, for me at least personally, I don't think that that has been really too much of a factor. I think that, that our biggest factor and the biggest thing that has gotten in our way is us in a way because we've set up this playing field and we're refusing to take – advantage of it a little bit more and do a little bit more things and try a little bit uh, newer ideas and specifically when that comes to um, the political parties because we have it set up with the role play 
And that's where the role play legislation comes in again. Um, the role play stuff was set up perfectly for the political parties uh, to become more relevant. We just haven't seen enough leadership within the parties, I don't think, either to become more relevant. I think the conservative party had a little bit of a run, and now that's kind of uh, taken a step back. But and we even had caucuses within that. And I, I think that you, you bring the role play into it, we set it up for the playing field, and we didn't get enough steam on it, and there was no leadership with it. Um, the, the businesses, there's constantly talk about what we can do to help out the economy. Uh, we could get rid of paid for posts. We could get rid of a lot of things. Uh, it's not going to matter until somebody takes some sort of initiative. And it, it, the economy is set up for that perfectly. We had the merger. There's so many things that you can do within the economy. We could list them all off. I'm not even going to go into all of them um, because somebody else, we have so many smart people within the region, they can figure out what they can do in the economy. Everything's set up. We just don't have enough people capitalizing on it. That That is essentially, you know, if we want to sum it up, that's not really the issue with our economy. Um, mm. And it goes to, I guess, goes to this topic, you know, while we're also, you know, trying to re, you know, reborn our economy, the key thing we have to look to is, you know, guess what we always forget? We're also a nation state for reason. And we kind of forget about forward affairs. We forget about, sometimes we forget about recruitment. And that's something we have to be key on is recruit, recruit, and recruit. And what Louis Dan was able to do through his recruitment competition through the interior department, something that he took the initiative to do, not the chancellor. Again, mm-hmm. once again, we have an executive branch without an executive. He was able to try, you know, get people to be, you know, motivated to recruit. And that's some of the stuff that we need in our region. You know, my cabinet and CAS, we set the goal to reach 240 in OPAC, and we did it. We got 240. At the time here in PAR, we were around 120, 140. Mm-hmm. Our numbers were way better. In the past, and we're trying to see, we got up to our goals was 140, and we got to 200. I'll take that back. Everywhere. Our goals, we set goals, and we don't set goals here. That's something we have to do, you know. Okay, what's our three month plan, our six month plan, our 12 month plan? Do we want to get to 300 members? Do we want to get to 500? Do we want to be the number one reason in nation states? We got to set these goals. It's something we don't do. And same thing with foreign affairs. No one was talking to this reason, and it is difficult. I was talking to Zachary a couple weeks ago when he was on the sea land in the State Department for Affairs, and he told me how difficult it was. But one of the key issues was a lot of us aren't active in that field. We don't have a lot of ambassadors who actually try these fields. And as someone who, you know, was involved in a lot of that, you know, one of the key reasons why in TAR, I joined PAS in October, where I think we, I just reached, you know, my one year anniversary in PAS. You know, that was to gain experience, but also to mm-hmm. set up relations between something that we have really was starting to die off of some of these relationships between PAS and TAR. That's something we need to do. And we need to 
bring sight or a bathroom or so they can be active and we can have healthy relationships that could end up being murders. And look how we find out. We're currently in the best position when it comes to numbers. We can be even better. And that should be our goal to get better. Yeah, and I and I, 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 you're, you're touching on the disconnection from nation states and the forums, and I mean, even I'll admit that there's there's times where I haven't been on nation states um, for a week, just because within our region we don't have too much of a connection. But um, I will point out, and I, I want to thank again Senator Free States because once again he's taken the initiative and he's been connected with the uh, foreign affairs thing for. A long time now and he's active in other regions and he's been actively recruiting um, it's just kind of to acknowledge that again Senator Free States has lined up a possible um, merger with another region um, we don't know if it's going to go ahead or not yet he's currently in the middle of uh, you know some sort of negotiations with them but I think that the, you know we have again it shows that only one or two people are, are doing the job a lot of the time um, just because a lot of things get forgotten. So I just thought, you know, we kind of throw that in there. Since we're on the topic, just to thank Senator Free State again for just keeping on top of that. But I think that overall, one thing that I talked about, I can't remember how long ago it was. It was a while ago now, um, was that I think that we should become a little bit more active um, as a Senate with the nation states um, ideas and things like that. I think, for example, the one thing that the Senate should become a lot more active with would be the embassies. Uh, there was a time, a long time ago, in Conservatum, in, even in Mongolia, where the Senate actually had to vote on who we allowed to be, and, uh, and to, who we allowed to have an embassy with us, who our allies were. We voted on, on, on things like who poses the biggest threat to the region, um, who we should get into communications with, what kind of communications we should get into them with. Um, if they're an ally, if something happens to their region, should we get involved? We had all sorts of conversations like that, and it was constant. It was never stopping. I think that one thing that the Senate should be able to do is set some sort of boundaries as to um, what happens between us and our embassies. Um, what kind of benchmarks do they have to meet in order to remain an embassy with us? It keeps the flow of conversation constantly going between the two regions because then they can say to us, all right, well, what are you going to offer us uh, as an embassy? And I think the Senate should even, another thing that we could possibly do is just go through the current embassies that we have and maybe vote upon approval or something like that, or, or even disapproval uh, on the embassies that we currently had. Uh, we used to have in Conservatum, I got one of our biggest allies was actually Israel. And what I did when I was the delegate, who was also the president at that time, is we had visits to other regions. And I actually spent one week in Israel trying to understand um, what goes on there and just the workings of the region as a whole. These are there's so many things that you can do with it, and there's so many ways that you can go with it. And we just haven't done it for so long. I think since you brought it up, that's there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of good things that we could do with it.
is there would there be anything specific I guess that you would want to propose to kind of open that door up? Well, I mean, the first thing is give a reason to be an ambassador. Um, that includes, you know, we always talk, well, you know, maybe add payment. Well, that's an option. Mm-hmm. But personally, my big thing is just find ways to make that position exciting and get people who will truly be active in that position. And when it comes to the Senate, simple just once those entities are active, try our hardest to get them to be fun to communicate. One thing that, you know, Obi was president at the same time I was vice president past, and it was for a time where Kevin former president past, was on leave. So I was acting president for a small amount of time. This was right around the end of Obi's term. And what I love about Obi told when he was our president, he would really say visit to his reasons. Mm-hmm. Even if the ambassador wasn't active, because God told, we did not have an active car ambassador in the past. And okay, I think I'm wrong on my timetable. This is February, so I was already president at the time. Mm-hmm. At the time, you know, Obi came over and we had a favorite that's that a little, not a big deal. But, you know, something quick, you know, hey, quick faces. But we started communicating, we started talking about ideas. And the key thing we talked about was a possible currency exchange. It's something mm. to talk about. And that is essentially, in my opinion, a seed that started essentially this merger. That is something that we have to invest and have our chancellors when we have an actual chancellor who gives a damn, have them visit these embassies, talk to their leaders, start saying these seeds. So that's going to be the important thing for us, is saying these seeds and saying these relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, it's a great point because that's even something we did in Conservative as well as is, is we... Even if it's not state visits, even if it is just opening the communication up and kind of getting to know the leaders of the other regions, it opens up the door for so many opportunities to discuss different sort of policies, different sort of ideas, and you can help even build other regions up if they need the help. It's, you know, we we, we complain about um, the Senate getting slow sometimes and things that we can do. And I think it's you and I just pointed out something new that, that could be done. and. I think that that's, you know, that's the kind of leadership the region needs. Is some is people who are going to think kind of outside of the box, and just propose new ideas. They're not always going to work with every single chancellor. They're not going to work with every single senate. But the least we can do is, is propose it and try to ride the wave as long as we can and get something done. If it, if it goes any further than that, then great, uh, we did something great. Uh, if not, at least something new was tried, and we're not really seeing a lot of that. Uh, is is there anything else you want to touch on? We've kind of been going at it for what is it an hour now almost? An hour now. Um, I think we hit on all the topics to be honest. I guess you, you want to do closing statements. Why you still voted over the head of the government news network? Okay, I, I missed out what you just last said. For some reason, uh, my headphones went out. You want to do a um. Look at closing statement as to why you should be elected over the head of the regional news network. <laughs> Which I don't get why well. it's CNN. It really should be RNN. 
but that's a different yeah, debate. That's neither here or there. That's that's that just shows that there's a lack of leadership with even even within his own company, and that was a joke. Just so he doesn't take that too seriously, because he will. Oh, you were joking? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was salty. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, we might as well get into the closing statements. Um, just you know, again, the the main reason why I'm running here is not because I want an extra month within the Senate. That's not a problem. I have no problem with the campaigning. I actually like it. It's it's one of the most fun times for me. Um, the the reason why I'm running for the position is to give the people of the South a voice on whether or not they want to continue going down the same path with the chancellor. Uh, the people don't get a voice within the cha- the election of the chancellor position. To an extent, they do, but they really don't get uh, the, cho- the the chance to voice their opinion through a vote. And this is what I'm presenting to the people of the South here is is a vote of confidence within the chancellor himself instead of um, giving that decision to the Senate. We, we have to decide whether we want a leader who's going to continuously insult somebody just because they don't agree with him 100% of the time and blame everyone else besides himself for things he should be taking responsibility for or whether we want to try to find some new sort of leadership that will actually unite this region without the political fluff and without all these sort of fake topics that come up during election time. Um, We hear a lot of talk about the new frontier, but we don't see a lot of action in getting there. We need somebody new in a chancellor position. Uh, and, And I'm hoping that with this election, the people can get their voice in on whether they want to keep the current chancellor or they, they want to see somebody new. Uh, I'm not running for the position because I need the position. I hold a Senate seat as it is. Um, and with that being said, again, I'll give the people a voice on what happens with my Senate seat on the federal level if I am elected to this uh, Southern Senate seat. The people have a choice. That's, that's pretty much the common theme through this whole election, um, is giving the people a choice on who they want as their chancellor and what direction we put the region. That's why I'm running. Uh, well, I'm running essentially because I don't want to ban. Well, it's just essentially get rid of Canada. Canada is a horrible country. Well, horrible people, known as uglos. Uglos, sorry. The word uglos means ugly. That's the turn to describe Canadians. We must get rid of Canada. So, but on a serious topic, um, the reason why I'm running for this New England Senate is because I'm essentially running as someone different. Someone who we haven't seen in that office in, what, two, three months now? Someone who's an outside of politics looking in and just evaluating analyzing all the issues in our region, essentially. And the key thing is, if you elect me, I will bring that dignity, that respect, and that honor back to that Senate, Senate that has been disgraced, spit on, and stepped upon by the current administrative team. I take that back by the current administrative. I don't, I don't even take that back. 
by the guy who's sitting in the chair calling himself Chancellor. I think that's the best way to put it. If elected, I will be your moderate. I will listen to you, unlike the Chancellor. And I can't serve you through the experience that I have gained. So with that being said, a vote for me is a vote for a better future than the great frontier that I've been told about that should be mowed down with a lot more. Just like we're doing. <laughs> All right, well I, I think I can't I can't argue with that closing statement. You you pretty much trashed Canada, and that's all that matters to me. Oh, Canada, the home of horrible human beings. is a horrible ah. country. Just look at RNS. Oh, Canada. Even sings, too. See, that's why that's why you should elect them to the Senate position. Yeah, I, I am <laughs> a man of many talents. Singing commentary. All right. Well, um, guess eight says that he th- he thinks we have a sponsorship deal. Who I'm going to guess is Governor RNS. And if he would have been listening at the beginning of the show, th- I'm going to do it again. I'll give him another sponsorship, you know, ad out there um, just because he missed it. But I already said it. Um, Join the South. It's the furthest state away from Canada or some shit. That's the ad. So, and I think that went along with your song pretty well. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to add to that before we go to Who Cares? Who Cares? All right. Well, stay tuned in for Who Cares. That was Liberty Radio and Evolve uh, presenting you in open candidate forum with Libertarian Washington and Pepe Dracon. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you around the next show. <laughs>